Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the wealth within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcast globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. This episode is a recording of our live YouTube weekly stock market show. Every Tuesday night, Dale and Janine stream live on YouTube from 7 to 8pm to answer your most burning questions, as well as analyse stock for our viewers. To watch the show, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Stock Market Show under the Learning Centre. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Good evening and welcome to the first Australian stock market show for 2021. We've got a big show planned for you tonight. Welcome to you um, into the to welcome you into the new year and I hope that you really had a safe and happy Christmas and new year. Now, I'd like to ask you to give a little thought to those who may be doing it tough right now. And, like me. And ha- no, not like you. <laughs> and have a think about what you can do to help others this year. So tonight, we're going to answer your most burning investing and trading questions. And we've got an interesting list of stocks to explore with you. And of course, we have another interesting topic. And this topic is Bitcoin bust or bubble in 2021. An analysis of where this cryptocurrency is headed. I'm sure you're all excited to hear about that. Hello, I'm Janine Cox and joining me tonight is Dale Gillam and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. How are you going? I am doing it tough. I was swimming in my pool last night and there was green stuff on the bottom. Boo-hoo. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. Uh, it wasn't nice. So you, you're a little bit tired like me to start off the new year? Well, I'm still on holidays. You've just dragged me back for this I one. Know, I, don't mean, st- I, don't. I, don't, I don't start back till next week, so you're a bit mean getting me yep. to do this with you anyway, <laughs> so... I'm taking off. I'm supposed to be relaxing and sleeping in. Yeah, look, I mean, I just will never forget. I don't know if um, anyone watching watched the last show of last year. If you mm-hmm. haven't, make sure you watch it. But I'm sure it's going to be a memorable thing for you. And it doesn't ever go away, too, because it's on the Internet of your face on Santa Claus and on the sleigh going across the screen for the last show. I know. She keeps talking about that. I'm still waiting for the elf suit. I'm so excited about that. Mm, that's but anyway, much. what are we what are we doing this year? We've got a lot planned, haven't we? Uh, yeah. Well, remember, this is if this is your first show, you know, and you do have a burning question for us, just or even if it's your hundredth show, if you've got a burning question for us, send us an email or upload a thirty second video of yourself um, to Dropbox and send us a link. Um, but also remember to send your questions to infowealthwithin.com.au. We give preference to those who are supporting us, so make sure you subscribe to the show now with every. Everybody, I know we've been telling people we've got things to do. Mm. You know, we do want your send an email through with ideas. And I know we've had a couple of people send through some ideas of what topics they'd like us to cover and everything else. Not just stocks. I mean, that's just we could Johnny and I could sit here for hours just looking at stocks for people, but that's not really what this show's about. It's about helping people understand the market, understand investing, and understand trading and getting into it. Now you're not going to learn how to become a full-time trader on this show because we don't get into that depth. But we do have things like one of the things we're working on at the moment is is we're testing systems to take phone calls in so that you know just to be able to give us a call live on the show and we can take a phone call. There's a few other things that we're going to be introducing, some experts that we'll probably bring in for you as well so you don't just hear my boring voice and looking at Janine and answering questions. You'll have some other people as well. But I won't go into that too much. 
Now, I'm excited, mm. and I'm glad that you just took that moment because You're excited. I'm a bit of a rebel because I, the producer did say that we've got four minutes to have a chat, and I felt like we got cut off at the knees. I, I reckon we got about 30. Up. I reckon he's, yeah, yeah, I think these millennials don't know how to count. He's <laughs> <laughs> apologised. Okay, moving on, it's the second Tuesday in the month, and this means that we look at the sectors of the Australian market. So let's get into the charts right now. Now, because it is the first um, show for the year, and we have skipped a week, essentially, we're going to be talking about the Australian market just briefly as well. So... Well, we skipped three weeks, haven't we? Well, we have. We've mm. had three shows. So um, as I was saying on my market report that went out yesterday, I said, you know, the people go back and watch those shows because we've done three live shows. Oh, you mean the ones between? Yeah, Christmas there was some really good content on those. So if you've been away and you haven't actually seen those shows, go back to the market reports. Uh, Janine and I cover the sectors. We also cover the top 20 stocks in detail. So we're looking at the charts, we're analysing those as well. So give you a good idea where the opportunities lie in our marketplace. Uh, and the live show, we had some good interviews for some great people like Michael Waits and we had David... No, we had Crystal and a few Crystal. others, so we, we had a lot of other great topics. So if you haven't watched those, go back and watch those. Uh, not right now, wait for us to cover the, the market at the moment, but do get into yeah, those you said the well. show's not Earlier you said the show's not about looking at the stocks, and oh, I object. I was trying to wait until you took a breath so I could get right. a word in. But that's all you want to do is look at stocks. I know. It's not. We'd like to do something else as well. So let's all look right. at the charts. Now, the, this is the chart of the market, the All Ordinaries mm -hmm. Index that we're looking at, as you know. I don't have to tell you that, but just to the um, people who are watching the show. Mm -hmm. And you can see there that the market's almost come up to the all-time high there. So the all-time high that occurred prior to COVID, this is high here. Mm -hmm. So that's in March. So um, hang on, what have we got? I've got to just try to touch that top bit there. It's a bit... Um, Six, so 7,289, oh, we, we, we went over 7,000 in December. Just. Yeah, so okay, so that's Feb. And then we're looking at now what we're only what a couple of hundred points away from that high now. So what we're hoping is that the market's actually going to push through. And you're, what you're saying is on, you, on your market reports, or what you will be saying is that you believe that it's going to push through, depending on what happens in the next week or so, mm -hmm. but you think it's going to push through that high? Well, I think it will. I mean, we're just having, you know, we had a strong week last week mm. um, and this week's down, which is only yesterday and today a little bit. So, and it's um, early in the week. And it's early in the week. So if it closes high this week or above where it opened, mm -hmm. I think, oh, look, I think January's going to be a good month for us. But um, when you look at our market mm -hmm. over the last month or so, it's going sideways. It it's is, done really nothing, even mm. though we've seen some big stocks push higher, mm. what we're seeing here is the weight of the market's going nowhere. But what's causing that? Well, look, we've got the financial sector, which is, you know, heavyweight in yep. our market. And so therefore, if the financial sector is not moving, therefore, this is the sort of pattern that's going to appear on our chart. Yeah. What I, what I was saying on my market report yesterday is this week, volume starts really coming back into the marketplace because mm. we sort of have roughly three to four weeks where volumes are low mm -hmm. with Christmas, New Year. So now yep. this week's that sort of telling week where the volume's kind of in, coming in and then the, the big end of town is going to, they're starting to go, okay, so what are we doing for mm. this year? What investments are we making? Are we a, a net buyer or a net seller? What are we mm -hmm. actually doing? So yep. to me, I think we're going to see things happen in the next few weeks. So whether well, it's up well, or down. Let's just have a look at the sectors then yeah. to see if we can get a picture for what all that means. So oh, I just need know. to check the data on that because yesterday I changed it all. So just let me just check on here. Just have you been playing around with this again? Yeah, yeah, because I had a custom thing with the data where oh, I actually... You didn't tell me, did you? So I'm using the last 12 months from the end of January to the, to You're the end. You're sacked. Of, you know that. So You're not I allowed know. to touch things without okay. telling me. <laughs> I just go year to date. So now that's just from 1 January. Okay. Okay. Yeah, great. Now can we hide this You happy now? Very. Okay. 
All right, so let's happy just... Happy Janine, happy I'm, Dale. I'm going to skip forward to the last and look at the whole month, okay, and see what's happened on, for the month. We can see that the leaders are the energy sector, materials, financials, but financials up 3.9%. Energy's up 7.95% at the top of the board, but information technology down 7%, mm. which is not huge considering how far the, this index rose last year. 56% but, or something, 50-something percent last year. Yeah, but it's not a good start to the year, is it? No, but we were, but again, that's what we're talking about last year is that there's a changing of things. Money mm. will start moving out of sectors that have been outperformers and going into sectors that are underperformers. Yeah, so that's really what we we're yeah. talking about. And we, we've been, you've been saying energy, materials and financials for yeah. four months or more. And look, longer. healthcare is, um, is down, isn't it? Obviously yeah. for the month. Yeah, yeah. But I think you know, after we see a bit of a flush out of healthcare, that mm. could turn things around. We can see the chart of healthcare flush on the right-hand side. Flush out of healthcare, was that a pun? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. So if we're looking at, um, I've actually got the cursor, I think, on, on healthcare, but if we just go up to energy and we have a look at energy, energy looks great. Mm. I'm really excited about the chart that we're seeing on the energy sector. Materials is looking really bullish. That's really strong at the moment. I'm expecting a bit of, little bit of a sell-off in there over the coming weeks, short term. Um, financials, I think... Looking great at the moment. Yeah, looking Our great. banks are looking good. You've mm. got to be excited about a recovery in the in that area of mm. the market. How long it'll last for, I don't know, but we're expecting this year to be a good year for that area of the market. So consumer discretionary, only marginally up, and it has really been doing nothing for the yeah. last two months. So that's if you just look at the caption of the last two months, that was sort of what our overall market has done. But it has gone through this high in February. Mm, it's already made so, it all time. So that yeah. tells you that that's a great sign for the market. But tip, because it's been going sideways for a little while, we could see a bit of a push further up mm. before we see a pullback on that. Utilities. Um, Looking sick. This has really been the sad area for quite some time, hasn't it? And this is where, you know, like that contrarian investing way of thinking, at some point, this has got to turn around and provide well, that's some nice a, opportunities. That's, they're defensive, aren't they, really? Utilities mm. are more of a defensive play. Yeah, whereas yeah. right now it's all about the growth, isn't it? Right in, now it's all yeah, about the growth. That's year. what people are going for, yeah. Yeah, so this year should be more more about growth as well. So consumer staples doing nothing sideways. Mm. That's sort of reflecting on what you're just talking about then. And communication services, well, big question marks still over what's happening with Telstra. Yes. And we can see that it's really going yep. nowhere still for the time being. But watch this space. And then the industrials. As you know, I've always talked about this. We need to see the industrials move. It needs to get about above 6,400 and then our whole market yep. will be going mm. again. And then we've got healthcare, which we just looked at before, and infotech. Well, healthcare is not looking so that great at the moment, isn't it? Isn't that? No, it's done well in the last week. But healthcare is looking really like a laggard at the moment. So, mm. you know, but it's been down now for what, seven or eight weeks. So mm. you'd think we'd likely to get a couple of weeks up. Well, so let's just see so, yeah. what it does towards the end of this week. So okay. that's a bit of a wrap for what we've seen for the overall market. All right. Well, let's thank you for those who were so awesome with their questions last year. And, and I can see some of you again helping uh, to make the show great again in 2021. What makes our show great is you. Uh, it really is you. It's about the questions you ask and how you challenge Janine and I. Now, by participating, you really do help yourself and others to learn more because um, we don't know what you need to know. So, and so the more questions you ask, Ask, the more you get into Janine and, and my head, and sometimes people tell me that's a scary thing to do. But uh, the more you try and get into our heads, the more we're going to bring out and help you with that. So to me, you know, just put your emails out um, and really do ask us and put your thinking cap on when you email. Just don't type 
can you look at ABC or give me a tech and fundamental on XYZ? That's, you know, start thinking about your questions. And, and I'm not saying do smart questions, but I'm just saying, why do you want the stock? What are you looking to do? What are you looking to achieve this year? How does this fit into your portfolio? And start thinking about the process you're taking. Mm, so that's, that's really why. And that's really what I want to do. So now what's, we've got a question now, have we, Janine? We do. The first email question that we have is from Marie. Oh, lady. Dale cool. and Janine, last year I purchased XSL, Southern Cross Media, for 16 cents a share. Well done. And they're going well. And then I made a rookie mistake and purchased another parcel in November. SXL completed a consolidation and I now have under 6,000 shares at 229 a piece. I had 60,000. What are your thoughts on the stock long term? Um, they are currently undervalued, but liquidity is high. The consolidation has got me concerned. Okay. okay. So look, often shares will have what's called corporate action. So we'll, we might see a share split or we might see a share consolidation. And that can be for various reasons. So I'm not going to comment on necessarily why they've done a consolidation. Um, Dale, did you want to No, I didn't. Anything? I didn't even read up about it, so I can't really comment as well. But yeah. it's just more about capital management, isn't it, really? Look, sometimes it can be because the, mm. the share price is a certain price, and so that actually lifts the... the I've seen in, mm. in the past some companies uh, lift the, the price of the stock. So well, obviously that's if it's what they're below doing. a dollar, mm. a stock's below a dollar, it doesn't come under the radar of a lot of company, you know, fund managers who are looking at the stock. So all of a sudden, there could be yeah. some little triggers that this, this stock is actually now trading at a different level and therefore we're looking at it. Yeah, because some people put filters mm. on saying, I don't want to look at right. anything under a dollar, but then you get the other one where saying, if it's $100, I don't want to own it. So mm. then they had a stock split to make the stock cheaper to be more yeah, attractive. Yeah, remember when CSL did that years yeah. ago because nobody wanted to pay $100 for their shares. No. And so they did. And there's a lot of companies that have done the same thing. You're exactly mm. right. Mm. So, But looking at the stock, it still looks a bit concerning at the moment for me. It's just consolidating. Yeah. Look, I mean, there's a risk it could come back. There's, that's the chance um, the, on the downside. But long term, they could, it just could, they, there's a possibility we could see this share start to move up. Now, like any share that's a little bit on the more illiquid side, because we can see there looking at the bars, it just it is, yeah. doesn't look great. Um, so therefore, there's a risk in there in terms of the volatility of this stock. And we can see during COVID, how far this thing fell, and it was quite a big fall. So if we just look at from a price um, percentage point of view, and we just say take a point somewhere around here, it actually fell about 83%. So that's a lot. Like, you know, you look at some of the big stocks and how far they fell, and this thing was probably falling double um, what the bigger shares were falling. So, and then we go and look at what it's done since, and it hasn't recovered anywhere near half of that. Yeah. So that there's a there's a potential that it could actually come up and get closer to four dollars, but it really has to tr trade back above. For me, it has to trade back above at least two dollars fifty to start looking interesting. But it sounds as if Marie's looked at it in terms of it's undervalued, so she's done some research yeah. on it, thinking it's a good stock. Well, what, are your, what are your thoughts point? on buying? A, you know more of a share. Well, I'd never do that, and it's mm. it's when you people often sort of buy a stock, and then if it falls away, they buy more of it, which is dollar cost averaging. And yeah. people that have been watching us long enough know that we just don't do that because mm -hmm. uh, it's not necessarily a great way to make money. But if somebody um, does that, you literally have to have a separate stop loss, wouldn't you? For each yeah, you do, parcel? and you're, you're getting multiple passes, which then there's a tax side of things mm. that makes it a bit harder to work out. But it's more about is risk. 
And if you're losing money on a stock, and I'm not saying Marie said she was losing money because I don't know when she yes. bought it, we don't, she doesn't tell us. But if she was losing money and she bought more, then that's increasing risk. That's a big no-no. Mm -hmm. If you're okay. making money and you buy a few more shares, then that's not, that's a less of a no-no if that makes sense. Because yep. um, if you know the share you're making money, what is your risk? But don't double up your risk. And, mm. and that's really what it's about. It's about keeping... Uh, your money on the table long enough to make some good money, but keeping it off when it's higher risk. Yeah. Uh, so, like, if somebody makes a mistake mm. and they realise it later, mm -hmm. you know, they really need to get their head straight and then start to make a decision about what they're going to do. Now, I'm not suggesting Correct. Marie do anything in particular because I'm not... Um, we don't provide personal financial advice, but just as a general rule, mm. you always need to know how you're going to exit something. Yeah, but most people don't. Yeah. And that's the point is they... That's the hard part. It, it is, well, it is the hard part because trained. people... Like the biggest question we ever get asked on everything that we do is, I know how to get in, but I don't know how to get out. How can you mm. help me? And yeah. to me, that's when you make the money. Mm. It's knowing how to get out and managing it. And that's what so many people don't know how to do. And that's the most amount of time we spend with people teaching them well, how to realise that. In most cases, like if, if someone's not yeah. technically trained, really mm. what they've got at their disposal is a percentage stop. That's all they can do, Pretty isn't much. that really? Yeah. yeah, just keep it nice and simple. But again, mm. it's about trading what you know or investing in what you know, not what you don't know, and then having a set of rules around that that you're happy with at mm. all times. And whether it's yep. this percentage-based stop loss or some sort of trailing stop loss or something, but at least have an exit strategy on. But right now, you're not saying this is looking terrible. You're saying I'm it's, not looking, saying it's okay, looking terrible. It's still there may holding be upside, up. But, but if the, it's there's downside, a risk to the downside at the moment, so you need to yeah. put the, make sure you've got the stop loss. Cool. I wouldn't say if you if you've traded it once, I wouldn't say never trade it again. Mm, that's okay. Because there could be opportunities in this. It's just that it's mm. not yet. It needs to get above two dollars fifty at least to okay. start looking. So above two dollars fifty is looking good, Marie. If it yeah. goes down, then you need to make sure that you've got a line in the sand of where you might want to exit this stock rather than hang on to it for too long. Um, we now have a question from somebody called David who tells me he's a good looking dude. Um, he <laughs> says, hello, can I have your technical analysis opinion on ETP mag, I've never heard of this one. It's weekly, daily candlestick chart and your general opinion on silver. Thank you. Well, that's only because you don't trade silver. So, but that's okay. Like, you know, this is a silver ETF, physical silver. Oh, okay. And it's actually gone really strongly up. So at around $45 is the all-time high. Mm. Looking at it where it is now, it's got some really nice support there, but it has dropped out of bed looking at the bar for this week. So that's, I guess, a real concern at the moment. So for silver to go up, it needs to be heading back above these bars yep. here, this 30, around that $33.50 level. And until it does that, it's got no direction. Well, it's right been now. lagging behind gold, hasn't it? Well, really? yeah. And I mean, is there a correlation? And I remember we've talked, chatted with Joshua Rothbart mm. on our Flix show on Talking Wealth for Flix. We've talked about Silver's gold. Silver's a lot more We've talked about silver and gold with all that, correct? Gold yep. is something people tend to hold a lot more of yep. generally. Mm -hmm. So that's why there's a lot more volatility in the silver chart than you yep. could see. But um, silver actually can be a lot from a cyclical point of view. If mm -hmm. you if you do our diploma course and then you do our CFD course and you learn some of the techniques and analysis in there, this stock mm -hmm. is actually very highly sick. I mean, this um, market, this, yeah. um, not necessarily the ETF, but silver per se, mm -hmm. is highly cyclical, which makes it easier yeah. for traders to, to be able to buy and sell mm. um based on what's happening in the, in the overall patterns of the stock. So looking at it, I'd say there's risk to the downside at the moment based on this week's bar, but if it gets back above that um, high up here, around that 33.50, then 33.60, it could be interesting again. Cool. Have you got a comment on these other comment was... 
candlestick chart weekly and daily. Have you got a comment on that? I tell you what, when I first learnt candlesticks, uh, um, I was pulling my hair out literally because I, I, you would see all these candlestick formations on the charts and then you would start to see patterns in these um, candlesticks forming. But then the patterns would disappear and you wouldn't see the candlesticks form in a way that would tell you mm. um, that it's repetitive or something that you could rely on. So candlesticks is probably a sm very small part of what I would consider for my analysis. And it's, it's more about the psychology of the bars, the way I look at candlesticks on a chart. And I definitely wouldn't be looking at them on a daily um, mm. chart. And, you know, because you, you taught me for, that just forget all the candlesticks and all the other charts. And if you can read a bar chart, you can see the candlesticks on the chart. Yep. You know, then that's the real, um, that was something that, you know, helped me change my trading approach because I used to have four, four different um, boxes on my screen with different charts showing on there. And now I've only got the two. Yeah. So it makes it so much easier. Yeah, I know a lot of people say to us, you know, oh, candlesticks are so much better than bar charts. And I went, well, they're the same thing. Mm. And they're like, well, no, they're not. I went, yeah, they are. They show exactly the same data. So it doesn't matter whether it's a candlestick chart on a daily, weekly, or monthly, or a bar chart daily, weekly, or monthly. It's exactly the same data. How it's displayed is slightly different. Look, people are starting exactly out, the they often thing. find it easy to read because it clearly shows yeah. where the body of the candle is and you can mm. see it, whereas it's a lot harder mm. to see the body of the candle on a bar chart until Correct. you've done it a lot of Times, yeah. So we could we could have these as candlestick charts and it wouldn't change our opinion on it. Are anything, we actually yeah. agreeing on something? We are. Oh my and goodness, again, that's I agree, scary, don't, isn't it? don't look at daily charts mm. um, from that point of view. But anyway, Jeff, you've got a question. Okay, the next email we have is from Greg. Greg, really good question here, short and sweet. I've been watching the stock Vulcan, V-U-L, and decided to risk 5% of my capital for a short-term hold. I've followed the stock for the last five months and purchased an amount at 267 on 30 December. So I've just bought this Vulcan Energy Resources up. So his date was the 30th of December. So let's just have a look so here. So the last two weeks he's done very well. Yeah, it's around here. So it's done extremely well since this day. The stock's had no, in large here, leaps. Uh, he set a tight stop loss. His concern is the recent gaps. Okay, and I would be too. Um, he's looking at the likelihood the stock will fall quickly. It's recently risen. Would like to hear your thoughts on the stock short term. All right, um, this is where the risk increases, mm. where you've got these gaps. It may only be a short term pullback to fill the gap, but you don't know that. Mm. And I remember trading a stock a long time ago where it did this sort of thing. And uh, you and I, we chatted about it. And in the end, the conclusion that we came to was that you know, you can't do anything without rules. That's just Correct. the basic premise of trading is that you still have to be able to exit on, a, on, your, on your rules regardless of what the stock does. But it's about managing the downside and how do you do that well. So, you know, do you trade on... If, you, if we were trading on the weekly chart, we might decide to trade on the daily chart if a stock did that just to make sure that we're, um, mm. you know, we're not risking too much on the downside. But then it could depend on the stock that mm. we're trading. Uh, it could depend on just the overall picture. But this is a less liquid type of stock because it's a smaller cap and therefore is prone to being pushed around in the marketplace. And so you could see 10, 15% swings really quickly mm. on, that, on the share price. So I'd say I'd be really happy with the profit. It could go higher, but would you be happy with the profit that you made right there? But that's the question, isn't it? People get emotional and they hear, and I'm not saying that's the case with Greg here. He yep. might have had a, a tip, let's buy, mm. get into this stock because it's doing X, Y, and Z. But the point we're making before is know your exit. Mm. Before you even get in, know what you got, how you're going to manage your exit. So the bottom line is there is no mm. exit on there this is no stock exit. right now. And he's asking what about the gaps because it's mm. making him 
not concerned, but you know what I mean. He's asking questions about the gap and whether it's going to continue to go up. But surely you should know that sort of stuff first. Of but the what problem you think, is you don't know whether it. it's going to keep going up you and gapping. Know. It could because it's gapped numerous times before. But if I said if I said to you, you bought this on the 30th of December, you'd know how to manage that right now. I would have already had a decision you already plan had a decision. in place to tell yeah. you that I'm exiting based on X, Y, Z rule. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Is However, if it rules. did something like this, I might say to you, well, I'm prepared to take any rule mm. to take some money off the table because the risk is too high. Do you want me to tell your husband that? <laughs> Jeez, that's pretty cool. <laughs> he might be cheeky. watching. All right. Okay, next okay, question. Okay, move on, she says. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the next question we have is from Jim, who says, Hi, Dale, I purchased shares in Sol at $22.11 and have watched it reach resistance in the last few weeks. I was wondering how you might employ a trailing, stops on it, stay, trailing stop loss on it. Sorry. Thanks, Jim. Well, look, it's, it's quite good. steep, Trendline. isn't it? For a, well, for a start, if I look at the monthly chart, there is no exit rule that no. I could use at all. Yeah. You know, it's just not providing anything. So we go to the weekly chart as, a, as a, an alternative, trade more short. And weekly charts are for short and medium and can be medium to long term, depending on how mm. the stock ends up unfolding, but generally more medium term. So you're saying trend line. Um, we don't might, want a tight stop loss. That's what I'm saying on this. But it might stop. have to come back a long way mm -hmm. before he gets a trend line confirmed. But do you want a tight stop loss on a stock like this? Um, look, it looks quite good. And mm. long term should be bullish. It could yeah. even go through that all time high. So that's where you've got to be comfortable. If you're comfortable with it falling and you've got to really decide, mm. like, you know, how much are you willing to give? If you didn't have, if you had a set of rules when you started, it's only fallen like seven or eight percent, which yeah. is typically when a stock pulls back to give you an exit, you're going mm. to see 10 or 15 percent fall off the top. That's just the reality, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Unless you're trading really short-term tra trades. If you're trading more medium-term, that's where you're going to make Ooh, more money. It, but it, it fell 6.6 here it, too. Okay, so it's normal is what you're saying at the moment. Well, well, to me, it's like it's falling away, but it's fallen 6% there too. So it's not too out of the normal right here. It's pretty normal. Yeah. So when you're getting in a stock, you've got to expect it. Stocks move from, they go from equilibrium to disequilibrium, equilibrium, disequilibrium, equilibrium. So they will fall okay. back. Yep. So they will have those consolidation phases or dropping back. It doesn't mean you need to exit that because you might exit it and then it's going to take off again into disequilibrium again. Look, I mean, someone who's off. done the Trading Mentor course mm -hmm. could have a different set of rules to exit to someone who's yeah, done the would. Diploma course, yeah, depending on wh how they stock. When you backtest the share to determine the best set of rules, it all depends. But So trend lines may not actually be the best strategy to trade the share. You don't you know until you've checked that. it. But right now, we but, don't know. But the what... angle of this trend is sort of along this line. So it's, mm. it's reasonable to think that it could even come all the way back to that angle of that overall trend. Yeah. This is not a trend line, per se, to trade mm. with. Mm. But it could, couldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It could come back to that and it could go even further than that. But it could turn around next week and go up through the roof. That's right. So, so. Do, you, so do you stick to your rule, which is whatever it is for this person? But he hasn't got a rule. He's asking, how do you do that? Well, you need to have um, training to be able to select a rule and, be, and learn how to backtest it. That's what Probably I'm saying. That's all just, I can tell if you. you haven't got my book, buy my book and just use a trend line on it. It's a simple one. And go. And it's always better to go back to a longer time frame like the mm. monthly chart to do it rather than the weekly chart. And all too often we see the biggest sin traders make 
is setting stop losses way too tight. Um, and so and by doing that, they get stopped out a lot more and they miss out on profits or they, they just get stopped out a lot more and, and miss out on runs. So just be careful when looking at stop losses and how you're going to do them. But if you haven't got my book, have a read of the book and learn that a trend line is a trailing stop loss. It's the easiest one we can teach you on YouTube. If you want to learn how to, a lot more about stop losses and how to enact them and put trailing stop losses on a really fine tune at all, then you might consider one of our courses like our diploma course. But right now, there's not what we can't sit down and teach you this right here in a couple of minutes. It's not possible. Um, teaching stop losses takes a lot more knowledge than just going, put your stop loss here and just do this. Because uh, that's fairly loose and it's fairly, um, I was going to say not amateurish, but I was trying to say um, reckless. It's mm. probably a better way. Just saying, just do it here and just keep doing this. That's a real reckless way of doing a stop loss. You need to back test what's the best stop loss for each stock. That's really what Jermaine yeah. was saying earlier. Now, you're going to kill me because I've just mm -hmm. lost my um, screen here that I had saved with the internet and I've got no internet to get it back again. Oh. Um, so what am I going to do now? Well, geez, I don't know. You're going to keep talking anyway. <laughs> well, we can talk uh, about it anyway. But now, I hope on. you're enjoying the show so far. We have uh, lots more to come tonight. But before we get into that, now's the perfect time to hit that subscribe button and also like the video. So look, um, tonight uh, we wanted to talk to you about a really important topic, which is Bitcoin bust or bubble in 2021 and analysis of where this cryptocurrency is headed. For almost a decade, Bitcoin and the blockchain technology behind it have been growing so much so that there are now thousands of cryptocurrencies that can be exchanged around the world. While cryptocurrencies are still not considered mainstream, governments have started to either consider or have already adopted laws in this area. So are we likely to see this once highly speculative investment accepted as mainstream in our everyday lives? Some would argue that this is already the case, which is why in tonight's show, we'll analyse where Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are heading in 2021. We'll also share how you can manage your risk if you choose to invest in them. So that's a really interesting topic. I think there's more the cryptos. cryptos than there is Collingwood supporters that it what must is it, tell 5, you something. 5,000 plus or something cryptos? Yeah, it's right? over 5,000. I yeah. think at one stage it was even more. I know a lot of them have gone broke or. Didn't I just up. say 5,000 plus? Yeah. You had to correct me and say over 5,000? No, I'm just supporting you. It's not you. a good shot. It's, it's, it's <laughs> start to the... <laughs> You're never right, are you? Don't buy okay. me flowers because it's wasting you're money. <laughs> you're, you're, you've got to speak now. Come on. Cool. <laughs> well, before, put, uh, before we get into Bitcoin and share our thoughts on cryptos, we really wanted to share something super important because it is frustrating for us to see people putting their money into higher risk areas without being properly prepared. And we really wanted you or you in our community, our viewers, to really not repeat the mistakes that are made over and over and over again in the marketplaces that we've seen for decades. Now, there's a common theme with those who have made big mistakes. The first is that people make decisions with little or no knowledge based on fear and greed. The second one, and most importantly, is they failed to understand the risks and how to manage them before they put their money in. So don't do this and you'll be well ahead of the masses. That's a good message, isn't it? Well, it is. I remember like when in 2017, near the end of that, I remember the, the pool guy coming asking me about, mm. oh, you're a financial dude. Everybody's wanting to buy Bitcoin. I've got to buy Bitcoin. The gardener was saying yeah. to it and I had somebody, another person came to my door selling something and they asking me about it all. And <laughs> it's like, I'm saying, 
seriously it was going to crash and it yeah. did mm. because of what we saw so we need to look at that right now don't we we do and so we'll do get to that uh, later on in the show as we go through our, our topic on bitcoin and cryptos now we've always warned people about the risk of putting their hard-earned money into areas that are either highly leveraged or speculative in nature including low cap stocks uh, micro caps you know penny dreadful cfds forex and cryptocurrencies and in uh, one way we can help you is to encourage you to learn how to trade properly and take the lowest possible risk. And remember that the principles be behind trading anything safely are universal. So how you trade doesn't change. It's just the vehicle that you might trade that might be a little bit different. So what I had there was CFDs, FX, you know, mm. stocks, micro caps. How you trade them is all the same. It's just a different vehicle to trade. And cryptos is just one more vehicle for us. Okay, are you done? I am done. You can talk. You may be wondering, how do you do this if the vehicles are different? Tonight. Remember, this is something has a price history. With the right knowledge, you can learn how to trade it. Whether you're trading stocks, commodities, CFDs, currencies or cryptos, there's one thing that you must get right. You need to understand how to read a price chart so you know the direction of the underlying stock or market and also how to determine the best buy and sell rules to properly manage your risk. I'm going to get a cattle yeah. prod for you. Ouch! I know that you're itching to discuss your views on cryptos and Bitcoin, so let's chat about this. Oh, so you're talking to me now, eh? I'm, yeah, you've been dying to talk about this all day. No, I Get haven't. on your soapbox. I'm on holidays. Remember that. I'm on holidays. So, uh, I mean, Bitcoin, I mean, you know, they've, I know during 2016 and 2017, pretty much every phone call that came in mm. was somebody going, can you teach me Bitcoin? Can you teach me Bitcoin? Can you teach me? I was just sick yep. of people going, can you teach me Bitcoin? I'll teach you to trade. What you trade is up to you. Not, mm -hmm. It's not just teaching somebody Bitcoin. Because to me, the, you've got to separate two things. One is trading. Mm -hmm and what you trade exactly so and what you trade what i mean by that is when you're trading bitcoin or a stock or a cfd or an fx you need to understand that market mm. not how to trade that market what i mean by like let's say if you're trading fx for example you go and look at the fx brokers you look at all the platforms you look at how the fx market works how you buy and sell contracts in it all of that but that's not your analysis and how you trade it's just getting well, how do I place a trade? So remember, how do I buy Bitcoin? Well, but just before we get into that, remember mm -hmm. when, if we go back in time to before the GFC when the CFDs came out okay, and were really big. Okay, when I was younger. Yep. You had less wrinkles. Yeah, and remember that the same discussion yeah. was going on. We were telling people the same thing back then and mm -hmm. so many people got burned by the CFDs when oh. the market pulled back because they didn't understand that it was just leverage and you mm. still needed to understand how to trade and to determine direction of the market, etc. No, absolutely. So with Bitcoin, it's no different. So there are people out there that are talking about trading Bitcoin short term, just yep. hanging on to it for the long term, etc. Yeah, long term, but, short term. But the way I like to think of Bitcoin in a way, not Bitcoin, but um, cryptos, because I keep saying Bitcoin because it's the biggest one out there. And so then I talk about all cryptos as Bitcoin. He keeps telling me off all the time. It's so, so when I think about cryptos, I, you know, you, you break it down into three areas, a bit like mm. what we do with the stock market. So we've got the really, really, you know, light on stocks, the really low cap, cap. micro cap shares at the bottom end of the market that you don't want to be trading and maybe you will when you mm. get a bit of experience and knowledge, you know, the right knowledge and build the skills and experience. You, maybe you will trade those, but maybe you never will because you, when you've learned the right way, you learn that that's really not the end of the market that you need to be interested in anyway. And then you've got the middle of the market where you can pick up a lot of good growth stocks, some that are a bit, you know, they're a bit more liquid, but they've still got that high enough volatility. Mm. 
And then you've got the high end of the market, which is the, the big liquid blue chip stocks on the market in your top 50s on the Australian market, for example. So I think about the cryptos in the same way. And yeah, so you Regardless have. of what the crypto is you know, and what it's doing, um, I'm thinking about, okay, the really big ones, they're the ones that you probably want to look at if you're going to go into this area and just forget the rest until you actually... Um, have once you've learnt how to trade, that is, for example, slow moving markets, then look at potentially if I want to do cryptos, where am I going to put my attention? And that's really what I'm mm. saying to people that that's where the focus is. And, well, yeah. and I'm not an expert in cryptos, you know, I'll be learning like everybody else is, but, but the difference is that I can read a chart and I can tell you where a particular crypto is likely to run to, whereas a lot of people can look at a chart and they can see that it's going up intuitively. Well, that's the important point, isn't it? Yeah, if but I, even if, if you I haven't had you training, today, you can still look at a chart and determine if it's going up. Yeah, yeah. But if I said to you today is, you know, would you buy Bitcoin or mm. another coin or another crypto today, you'd be able to analyse the chart, set a buy price, yeah. set an entry level, everything else. Whether you actually know how to place the trade is a separate issue mm. because... You know, you need to have a wallet. Mm. You know, you need to know what exchanges you're going to have, yeah, so all that works, how the money There's a lot change. of the what is, is There's what a lot of the what is it, you've got to understand. And that can take weeks or months to learn because mm. the crypto market is not necessarily a simple market to learn. Mm -hmm. Understanding, you know... The uh, risks. The risks, not just the risk involved in it, but that is the major point, mm. but understanding how it all works because it's not like it's regulated by ASIC mm. or the ASX where everything's nice and simple and they have all the documentation you need and they teach you. This is yeah. stuff you've got to find out from all over the web or wherever you are and all these exchanges and start looking at, well, how do I actually do it? But trading, yep. it's a different ball game. Mm. I know how to analyse and trade it. Well, people say that the exchanges can still mm. be um, hacked, you know, the, yeah. and that there was one that was hacked and they yeah, actually there's... gave them back their, their money. But, yeah. um, but you know, at least if you bought the stock, you know where your mm. money is, you know where the stock is. Yeah. But on the downside, if you bought a low liquid, low liquid share, mm. it could disappear off the market overnight, potentially if you bought and held the wrong thing. Correct. So, so it's a little bit different. So you know mm. what you're doing and know what you're investing in. And there's also different types of cryptos, which I don't think we're going to get into tonight, are we? No, because we're going to do more on cryptos yeah. this year. However, this is just a starting off um, session. We've only got 10 minutes, really 15 minutes to do this and you can't do this whole topic justice, but we really want to just touch the surface and emphasise to you the importance of learning how to trade before you invest in anything like Dale said. Mm. So, but I just wanted to show you, there's, there are different websites around that can actually show you the different exchanges that are around um, that, that ha um, have Bitcoin and other um, cryptos. So you can see on the screen here, I've got a, um, a website called CoinMarketCap. Now, I'm not endorsing or saying that any of these websites are the ones that you need to go to because you need to do your own research. That's one of the most important things that you'll ever do mm. is make sure that you actually know how things work and do your research. Um, so there's, like Dale said, there's two things. You need to be doing your research into the, the um, cryptocurrencies and how the system all works, but at the same time, you need to actually do the study and actually learn how you're going to be able to trade it well. So looking at these, you can see there's a, um, a an exchange called Binance, and there's a whole lot of them. Coinbase Pro is one, is apparently the biggest one that in the US that's used okay. um, and trusted. I'll trust you. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. So there are all the exchanges, and you can go through these and have a look at, your, um, at all the different exchanges that are around the world, but then you can look at the bitcoins and ethereum and tether and all the other big uh, cryptocurrencies that are listed yeah, crypto, yeah, on these Cash exchanges and all those, litecoin all those yep. ones yep 
And this, shows, so when I'm looking at this, it's, to me it's similar to looking at a, even though it's not a stock, I just look through this and I say, okay, it's got a price. Yeah, well, Bitcoin is an instrument you can trade. Yeah. So if it's got a price and it's got a price history, we can analyze it. Mm. If it's new to the market, it doesn't have much history like an IPO. I can't analyze mm. that. There's not enough history to be able to do it. So, that, so we're just looking at Bitcoin, for example. If we go down to Bitcoin and have a look at the chart of Bitcoin, mm. uh, we can see there there's a price history. So you've got a price. You can see there that um, I'll get rid of one of the lines there because it's a little bit confusing to see uh, the market cap as well as the, the price. But you can see there that the price of Bitcoin has gone through its all-time high recently. So it's taken off. So when we were talking about the risks around Bitcoin, it was back here somewhere when Bitcoin was being ramped up into mm. 2017. And, and that was when you were calling that the, that the Bitcoin was going to crash, there was going to be a correction. You know? Yeah, it was just using what we know about stocks and markets and bubbles mm. and just applying it onto a different unit or instrument, which is Bitcoin at the moment, at that point in time. And yep. and I distinctly remember sitting in Sydney, near Channel 9 in Sydney, and I had the journalist for the, what do you call it, the Daily Telegraph, sitting there in his pub having a beer with me, chatting about the market, and he was just so focused on Bitcoin. He was a millennial, mm. and saying, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. And I said, mate, it's going to crash soon. Mm -hmm. And he's like, really? And I went, yeah. And every everybody, but at that time, every young person, anybody between sort of 20 and 35, that was all they were talking about was Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. It was just constant in my face. And to me, it's like they didn't really understand what constitutes a bubble. And if we look at the chart, yep. if we go and look at this chart, you can see here there's a move up, one move down, second move up, second move down, then went bang. Here we've had one move up, one move down, second move up, bang, move down, and then whack. Mm. So what, what are we seeing right now? We're seeing... Just looking at that really You're basic, a basic chart, rise. I'm seeing a euphoric rise, but I'm seeing it's repeating what it did in the past. Mm. And this is what we keep saying to people, what happens in the past will happen again. Yeah. And understanding how to analyse it, because I'm not saying Bitcoin's going to crash right now, I'm just not saying that. No, but you're saying that there's a whole lot of things setting up to make it look like And that's it a could. really, mm. really basic line chart with not a lot of information on it, and it's not good enough. Look, the other point is too, I think it's, mm. has it doubled in price since this high? I'm not sure what it was, what was it then? Yeah, that's um, about 19,000. Yeah, and now it's up, it's nearly doubling price, it's 35,000, 36,000 Which is now. another sign, isn't it? So often when stocks, stocks, for example, go double in price, they can often correct after that. Correct. Mm. So I'm, I'm pretty confident I know Bitcoin will have a pullback this year. Mm. How big it is is going to be an interesting thing and it'll probably in the next one to two years it will probably crash. Well, I've got some dates just from my analysis mm. which looked really interesting and I've got some dates around June. Mm. Mm. I've also got some dates in the second half of the year around, I think it's um, mm. October. Uh, September, October. So I'd just be really watching June. I've also got a February date now, so it even could be a short-term peak yep. into February before we then see it try to push higher. And then we could see a more significant turn either in June. And I don't know whether it's going to be June until we start to get more data on the right-hand side of the chart and whether it's going to be June or whether it's going to be the second half of the year. Mm. Yeah, and I think I think where you or me come is that we, if you want to invest in cryptocurrencies, that's your choice. Janine and I are not saying not do that. What we're going to say to do is make sure you're armed with the right ammunition before you go and do that. It's no use going into war with a gun that you don't have any ammunition but in. So many people just think, oh, I've yeah. got to get on this. And then they just go out and try to buy things. And I, mm -hmm. Recently, the more people that you talk to, the more people come out of the woodwork and people are telling me that, you know, there was a story of this guy who he's, he's lost his laptop and the laptop had all these 
cryptos on it. Yep. And so he's got Bitcoin and he could be worth a bucket load, but his he's laptop's no, gone. It's gone forever. People have got hacked and things have been stolen. You know, there's talk that you need to, when you get the Bitcoin um, wallet, you actually need to store it offline and mm, keep the Bitcoin offline to make sure that nobody can hack your computer at home and, and then steal up. it off you. Yeah. And only when you go onto the exchanges, people talk about, you know, just have it on there for, you know, a few minutes just to do whatever transactions you need to do and then get off. Yep. But, yeah. you know, there's a whole lot of safety things that you need to consider and do your research on that side of it. But, you know, when you're looking at this, when, when a stock or market goes to a new all-time high, you know, when it did just recently, there's always a risk that it can turn and, and come back down in the mm. months after mm. that. So mm. summarise it all up. We're yep. saying Bitcoin's okay if you want to get into it. But be careful. The, what we're saying is do your research into cryptocurrencies first of all. Understand how they work, how the wallets work, what are the risks around it. Yep. If you can't answer that question, don't even go in there. Yep. And secondly, what, how knowledgeable are you in terms of being able to trade? So if you say that on a scale of 1 to 10, you think you're a 1 or a 2, in terms of your technical understanding, being able to analyse charts and determine where stocks are likely to turn, where what the buy and sell rules would be, if you're on the bottom end of that scale, then you need to do something to bring yourself up to speed and get yourself up to mm. like a seven or an eight um, and then start looking to trade this mm. because the market's always going to be there. You know, people get worried about missing out and that's what causes these bubbles oh, yeah. to occur. And look what happened with Bitcoin. We've, or we saw that spike, as you said, back in 2017. It's doing it again and it will do it again. And it'll do at it again. And mm. the thing is, is because people don't understand it's Bitcoin is trend, it's just Retail investor selling to retail investor, pretty much. That's mm. what it is. There's no tangible asset backing underneath that, like yep. you do with a BHP or any of the st or any stock that has an asset behind it all. So Bitcoin doesn't make money per se. It's not like a business that makes money and gives you revenue, so you don't get dividends from that sort of stuff. So you need to understand what you're investing in, and that's really what Janine's actually saying. Understand what you're investing in, how it all works, before you then go into that market. But Looking at risk, we're also saying to people, and we were saying this back in 2017 when people were, where they were basically getting all the loans they could get, they were selling their houses, they were putting all their money into Bitcoin. We had people who were on pensions putting all their money into it, you name it. We had so many stories of people doing certain things, putting money into Bitcoin that ended up on the heap after the Bitcoin crash. Now, if they still got Bitcoin and they had managed to hang on to it for whatever reason, then they've made money now, but imagine imagine the pain they went through while they've watched all their hard-earned money just go down to... And not knowing what to not, do about no, it. Not knowing to do with about it. And that's what we're trying to help you avoid is saying, know what you're investing in first, know the market itself, know how to do everything, know how to do all the risk management, understand what the wallet is, how to do it, how to protect yourself. And then once you understand all that and you're still okay with investing in a crypto, then start doing the analysis side of it and learn that sort of side. Learn how to read the price charts and how to get buy and sell signals, protect your money, uh, because that way you'll do it much, much better. That's a really good message. But you know when I was just yeah. sifting through a lot of yeah. information to do with cryptos, yeah. I thought, is this all happening overseas and it's not happening here in Australia? And then I came across a, um, an exchange that's actually in Australia. So there's actually a little... I just wanted to show... Because I love Aussie, I love Propope, promoting Australian, but I'm not saying that these guys are necessarily the only place to go to. I'm saying research them, have a look mm -hmm. at them, compare them to Coinbase is the biggest, um, you know, one in the US. It's the biggest exchange. Then Kraken, um, the Kraken exchange, 
Bitcoin and crypto exchanges, another big one. Yeah. But I, I was just really excited to see that there was one in Australia. Yeah, there's I a don't few. know who owns well, it because I haven't gone You were in a meeting we had it. in the city with a guy that was setting up one that we've known for a That's long, long right, time. That's right, he was too, yeah. Um, a couple of years ago. So there are people in Australia doing it. There's mm. coins being released in Australia. Jeanette and I have never been against blockchain. We've always been a supporter of blockchain and we're not necessarily against cryptos per se. What we've been against is people speculating with lack of knowledge. And so that's why well, we send out lots of people spruiking it and they're telling people in recordings, oh, yeah. free recordings to people that, oh, this is how you trade it. And, and I'm looking at it. some of the, <laughs> the analysis on there. I'm thinking, are you so, for real? Like, you know, you're telling people to buy here in this way. Just It looks so... Well, it was like the Wild West, wasn't it? looks random, it. like just the way that they're doing this. And we've seen it so many times with options, FX, you know, e-minis, binary options. The list just goes on of yeah. this sort of stuff happening. So, again, you know, knowledge is power. So understand what you're doing and investing. And, again, you know, Janine and I are going to be covering this every, over the next month and two. We do have some great people um, behind us who are very, very knowledgeable on crypto. Some we've introduced you to through our show, Talking Wealth on Flix. So if you get onto flix.net, so F-L-I-X-X.net, you'll see some of our interviews with some crypto experts on that. And they're people we trust. Um, you know, whilst Jenny and I don't pur pur purport to be experts on the crypto market, we do understand trading. And that's what we're trying to say is understand the crypto market, but understand trading. We're trading experts. So we'll help you. So, but I think we need to get into the emails, yeah, do we? Yep, fantastic. So look, you guys are great. So let's get into some more. But before we do, remember to hit that subscribe button now. And whilst you're there, give us a big thumbs up and click on the like button. Thank you very much for doing that. We've got a question from Jake. Now, Jake was good enough to write some comments on our YouTube channel and ask some questions. Could you please cover Avita Medical? Now, this is um, in, on the ASX. I currently bought it at $9 and it's kept dropping its price since. Uh, what do you think of the short-term and long-term view based on the charts and the technical analysis? So I've got a Vita Medical up there. You can see that it's really wow. been struggling, hasn't it? It's been very struggling, yeah. But this week, it's going up. Now, it doesn't mean this is the bottom. It could be, but notice how it's sort of almost skidding on the brakes trying to slow down to turn around. We did see a bit of a push back up here in August 2020 when it tried to recover and then it just ran out of steam. I'm not saying it, it's going to do the same thing, but it could. Mm -hmm. It really needs to get back above at least $6.50 at this point, given the way it's trading, um, before it's going to start looking interesting. But is, does it have a trend line down there or not? Well, I'm just saying he's. It's at one stage he was down 48.9. If he bought in at $9, he would have bought in somewhere around there. Yep back in mid last year and he's hang, hung onto it all the way through here. And this is again- Yeah, that's big, very stressful. A big, it's, it's a really stressful because you've bought it mm. and you're watching half your money. If you put $5,000 in and you're thinking, mm. well, that's great. Now you're down to two and a half and you're thinking, oh, how long is it gonna go down? Yeah. Um, and I understand that and that's that pain. And again, that's why we always say, put stop losses on things and just cut your losses short. And then you could have come back in. If you do believe in the stock and you've done the analysis and you think it's a great stock, it will come back eventually and then you can come back in at a lower price because you could have sold out at, let's say, 15% below your buy price but bought back in more recently but what, if you're what, comfortable What's with that. an important point to, just to share mm. while we're looking at this is the fact that the tops were getting lower. Mm. So that's something really important to look at. When it started to fall away and these highs are getting lower, it's just sh showing you that it's more likely to take out that low, mm. which it eventually did. And then it tried to go up, but see this big bar here? It's All of a sudden it reversed and mm. came back down again. And then you get a second uh, warning, this one here, where it opened up and closed down, telling you it's more likely to keep falling. So, so how do we um, help him right now? 
Look, all I can say right now is if you're still holding it, and this is not personal advice at all, obviously, but look, if the stock um, is moving up, then you could stay with it. That's one option. Yep. Okay, so the other option is to just cut losses and get out of it. That's what I would, you know, I'm not saying I would do that, but I'm just saying depends on the situation. Decide. You've got to make a decision. So yep. it's either, you know, do you keep holding it or do you let it go? And, you know, at this point, given it's turned and it's trading up really strongly this week, mm-hmm. If, if it was my share and I, and I was in it, I'd probably hold it. You'd probably point. manage yourself out of it. Yeah, and I'd probably set my stop loss underneath this, the low of this week's bar, and if it came back down below it, then I'd just say, well, that's it. Okay, okay. fantastic. Yep. Great question. Thank you for that. Now, the next uh, one we've got is from Abhaya. Um, Happy New Year, Dale and Janine. Do you apply the $3 million daily liquidity rule to ETFs too? Really good question, because I know we've done a show or a few shows on ETFs, and I think it's pretty widely accepted, um, my opinion on ETFs, more index ETFs. Um, and the answer is no. I don't think you, you can't do that because ETFs don't work exactly the same way as a stock. With stocks, um, with an ETF, the liquidity is provided by generally the the actual institution issuing that ETF. So, and they're, they're bound to make that liquidity. So looking at that $3 million a, a day is not really relevant because you might find that there's no buyers or sellers on a day and the next day there could be a lot. So whereas a stock, it's a whole different ball game because there's no necessarily, there's no third party involved, if that makes sense. It's the exchange and you're buying and selling stock. So in a specific stock, yes, um, you do need those liquidity rules, but an ETF, uh, I wouldn't put it in as important. What Can I just you? say something more? Yeah. I've just got something on the screen. Sorry, uh, Mr. Mm. Producer, but I didn't tell you that I was going to show this. You did. You and so you're probably going to get, in tr- I'm probably in trouble now. But just looking at um, this website, I've got asxetfs.com here. Scrolling down, you can see a list of all of the ETFs and you can order them by market cap. So yep. I, can, I can click on this and um, I can see the biggest one, which is PM Gold Corp. And then I've got a Vanguard Australian shares and so on and so on. Like you were saying, the rule doesn't really apply exactly the mm, same it's way. It's more the counterparty risk and who's the counterparty on that ETF. Are they big yeah. and solid? However, from my point of view, I still prefer to trade something that looks at least liquid on the mm. chart. So if it looks like it's all gappy and it looks really liquid, then I wouldn't be touching it. And so I'd go, because I find that if you apply simple mm. principles across doing things, then it just makes it easier to trade in oh, general absolutely. and to select stocks and, and to select Without ETFs. Without rules, there'd be anarchy. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd probably, coming down, I'd probably go right down, I'd probably go so far as to say that I'd stop looking somewhere Mm. around, is it 65 mil? Um, Somewhere around here, but but you can tell if you bring up... So that's market cap though, that's not liquidity. No, I know, but it's just the size of the fund is what I'm looking for. Okay, so you're looking for a bigger, safer fund. I'm looking for a bigger, safer fund, and that's one of my um, approaches here. So if I look at, say, an example of um, BetaShares 200 ETF, that's Mm. a reasonable size fund. Yes. Um, It's the STW is the code for it. So I'm just going to compare this to, and I think I've got another one in there somewhere, um, I've got the gold, the physical gold one. Now, that's quite mm-hmm. a good one, but you can see it does gap around a bit. That's okay. And I think that was the last... Is that the last one I've got? I um, think so. No? Oh, no, I've got an alternative. That's Oh, no, that's someone's asked us to look at this one, I think. Yeah, I think that was all I had, but I was just picking some of the big ones. So there's a financials one, excluding mm-hmm. REITs. So you can see the difference in the in the charts. A lot more gapping on that A one, lot more gapping on it. But then this is the financial sector. Yeah. And the other thing I'm looking for is to see whether it replicates, because in theory, this should replicate the biggest stocks. 
In but theory, it should. But in it, theory, it should, but it might not because a fund could get it wrong, couldn't okay. they? So you're saying to this person, not so worry about the liquidity on it, look at the market cap, look mm. for big solid stuff and look for something that's not super volatile. Exactly. And look, you know, look for something. So if you're looking to buy a financial stock, you mm. might decide to buy the financials index. Okay, mm. cool. Um, well, we do have a question now from somebody called Mark who says, despite the economic crisis, this is still uh, the good time to invest in stocks, gold and crypto? Or is he asking, is this still a good time? I'm not sure. How did you take that one? Um, look, I think it was more is. Is, is, it is. Um, so yeah, I think it's, a, I, I look, I still think our market is looking good. I still think that there'll be plenty of opportunities in our market this year. Uh, I do think our market is going to outperform the US market this year. We'll do a lot better. Um, as I was saying in my market report yesterday, uh, if you haven't watched it, go and watch that. I don't think technology is going to be the sector of choice this year. I think technology is going to come back. So there are other sectors that will be better. And Janine's already mentioned some of those earlier this uh, in this show. And we've mentioned them in other shows. So I agree with you. Gold, again, um, I still think in gold, there's more to go. I think gold is a good investment. You know, but it's not going to be a huge growth this year. I think there's probably, what, 10% more, I think, um, in gold this year, maybe. Well, I'm, I'm thinking there could be a bit more downside. Yeah. But I'm just waiting to see what's going to happen on the chart yeah. in the next week or two to determine determine whether there's a little bit more downside first. Yep. First, before we get yeah. the growth. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and cryptos, you've just heard our view on cryptos. And obviously, cryptos is a big umbrella with for the 5,000 plus. 5,000 plus cryptos. You'd He's agree with Yeah. giving me a bit of a poke when he said that. And you couldn't see that off screen, could you? <laughs> 5,000 plus crypto. So which one do you buy? So as we talked about, we did show the charts of uh, Bitcoin. But again, you need to be selective of what you're buying there. But I still, uh, cryptos will do better this year because really a lot of people will follow. It's it's like the Pied Piper syndrome. People will follow where um, the hype is, if that makes sense, because of that fear and greed. So a lot of people have that greed seeing Bitcoin fly off. And so I reckon you're going to start seeing people go into Ethereum and some of the other second and third and fourth and fifth on that list that you're saying, saying, well, Bitcoin's gone up to X36,000. looking at the charts of some of those, the Bitcoin mm. one's done the best. Mm. Some of those charts look terrible, some mm. of the um, cryptocurrencies. Yeah, they do. There's a couple that have, you know, significant potential still so that people mm. are going to trade out of Bitcoin and go into some of the other ones. I'll just switch around because people yeah. will go, oh, Bitcoin's way too expensive. So I'll get into a cheap one and, and then when it goes to 38,000 points in yeah. dollars, I'll, I'll make a lot of money. And that's really what we're going to see, I think. Yeah, there was a couple, I think, five mm. or six down the list yeah. on that exchange that were looking quite interesting. Yeah, but again, mm. it doesn't doesn't preclude you from doing analysis. And that's really what Janine's big message was in our, in our segment. You do need to do your analysis on the charts, understand the price charts, understand how to trade them, not just what they are. But, yep. So Correct. whether it's gold, whether it's stocks, whether it's uh, ETS, whether it's a cryptocurrency, you need to understand the market trading as well as awesome. how to trade. Now, yeah. we have a question from Angelo. Love your video. Super interested in the global cannabis market. Already lost quite a sum buying some stocks. Is now a good time to buy? What company or broker would best be suggested to buy from? Do you mm. want to answer the one on well, the broker? Well, geez, brokers... I don't recommend, Janine, I don't recommend specific brokers. We pretty much stay out of that because a broker, the broker to a large degree is irrelevant unless you're looking for expertise. Now, brokers generally be online brokers where you just get online, open an account, and then you make all the decisions and buying and selling yourself. So just picking a good one. Generally, we say to people, just use some of the big well-known ones like your banks all have broking um, a, a, a 
divisions attached to them, so they're quite safe. You've already got bank accounts with them, so do that. You know, um, like Macquarie or NAB, and you know they've all got them. Westpac Trade, all of them have mm. got that. So generally, stay with somebody you know. Um, but there are some great brokers in Australia. But the other point is, there might be a specific broker working for a broking house who is an advice broker who really understands the market. Mm. Now, this is where that thing is, is is if it's a specialised area, it could be like um, rare earth or it could be robotics mm -hmm. or it could be um, like um, um, cannabis. Is a, It's a specific area. So you might find a broker that's a really good person, a good analyst on that specific area. And if you find them, they will be they able to help you buy the, the stock. They might be the person giving the message from but the analyst team. But they might have a good analyst, analyst team that really do True. understand that area. So they're specialists in that area. So I, I don't have a recommendation for you. You need to go and search that Can we that just have yourself. a look at the charts then for a minute? Because I have got a couple of stocks to oh, talk about. I haven't about. finished my answer yet. Okay. So I was I just... I thought you were just winding up. Fine, look at the charts then. <laughs> All right. Um, here You're we go. You're a charty pooper. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Aurora Cannabis Inc., this is a US is that the stock, one he, actually. Did he mention one? Well, look, he didn't mention any, so I just had a oh, bit of a You just decided to, to snipe at me and come in and <laughs> bomb me and say, oh, I'm going to bring up some charts. So I just had a bit of a look around on the internet to see, because I you know, I thought you were into all of this stuff anyway. You were already on I'm top into of cannabis. I heard is that you what talking you're telling about me? I'm it to into Jim cannabis. Beach in your US show. I know, but I said I've never, ever, ever I didn't ever say had... you're into cannabis. <laughs> you have got some green stuff in your teeth, though. Oh God! I had to mention it. Can we can All we right. can we get Sorry. the emergency services to take her away, please? Yeah, I'm hyperventilating now. Okay, ACB is the stock code for Aurora Cannabis. You sure, it's ACB or it's an ABC, and you've just been having too much cannabis. It's definitely ACB, and it's a US company. Now it looks like it's coming off the bottom, a long-term mm -hmm. low there at the moment. And I think it looks interesting. So there are some opportunities in some of these, but you need to really understand the Correct. exchange risks with purchasing overseas stocks. And if you don't understand that, don't go into US shares. So I've got one that's come off the Australian market, Ecofiber, which is currently falling. It's not looking great at all. And this, this thing would need to trade mm. above this high here before I would say it would even look interesting. So but it is needs... the area good? That's the question. I think it's got huge promise, but it's yeah. just that there are a lot of rules and restrictions around mm -hmm. this, and it takes a lot for someone. Someone can be in, you know, immense pain. I've spoken to people who Absolutely. are, they wake up, they wake up during the night, you know, they've got um, all sorts of problems with their body and their legs, and they're in massive amounts of pain, and, and the drugs that the doctors are giving them, I wouldn't be surprised they're if they're working. creating lots of side effects and they're but not they working are. properly. And that, or they're making them feel doped out. And then I hear stories about people who actually manage to get access to some of this, the medical cannabis, and that's just t turned their life around. Now, mm. I know it's quite controversial, but, you know, I mean, we have to look at people's situations on a case-by-case -case basis and consider how well, poor quality of life yeah. that some Correct. people are having at the moment and just do something to help them. Well, the... um, but, you know, this company's down at the moment. It... Could, things could turn around. Yeah, but, but it's it more, is, is this sector something we should be watching? Not necessarily the specific yeah, companies. Yeah, I think it is. But look, you know. not from from an individual's point of view, I think mm -hmm. it is an area that people could be watching. But I don't, from a big fund manager's point of view, unless you're investing in, um, you know, different alternate areas, oh, then... I'm going to make a big statement. What's that? I think this is the area to watch in the next decade. Okay, I think they're the going to see lots of law changes. I think this is going to be the area that we're going to move... 
a lot into and it's going to be a hell of a lot in the medical industry that are going to be doing well. And Australia's well placed in this area, but you've got to be selective right mm. now on the stocks. Yeah, because they're, they're quite small so companies, quite the small. ones in so Australia in particularly. The World Health Organisation is not, I'm not sure the word is, it's not decriminalised marijuana, but they've changed the regulations on it in late last year. So, yeah. well, so that, that's going to open it up. That eco-fibre one is a bigger stock. You can see this mm. one on the right-hand side, how it's quite low in terms of liquidity. Again with the charts. It's risky. Jeez, so, you know, this chance. is one's a higher risk category. So you've really got to look at them in terms mm. of the size of the company to determine whether it's something that you would even want to go into at all because it, it's research. probably not going to suit your portfolio for Do most people. Can we get off the chart now? Okay you're, okay, you're up. Okay, I've got another question now. This one's from Max who says, Hi, guys, great show and breakdown of the sectors. Uh, do you have a link to find stocks within the sectors? Having a little trouble finding them on the Stanton Poor's websites. Cheers. I look, I, I agree with you. The Standard and Web Pause website is C R A P trying to find stuff on it at times. What do you reckon? Look, I'm going to allow Dale to make that comment and go on record as saying well, it could that. could be SHIT, but I said the other I, one. I like my friends at the S&P. <laughs> no, they're great, but I'm saying just trying to find stuff on no, it can look, be really, really hard. So, look, List Corp um, is one place I've just brought up because it is easy. We've brought this up a couple of times, <laughs> we haven't have. we? Because if you look at WW, I'm not endorsing this um, group or anything mm. at all. It's just that, that they have Should made it really easy. Should I check your bank really accounts easy. just to make sure? <laughs> yeah, they have made it really easy for people to find sectors and to find constituents within any sector. So you can see all the sectors there on the screen. So this is listcorp.com. Um, this is ASX, for, forward slash ASX, forward slash sectors. Uh, if I select the energy sector, you can see there, remember we did this one last year. I think it was energy or was it materials? Materials we did, isn't it? Yeah. You can see so. that the stocks come up straight away and you can sort by market cap. So that's really nice. That's really nice. Mm. Okay. That's Thank you for that. that question. Very good. Okay. The final question we have is from Dion Heidale. It was actually to you, but I answered it. I would like to get your thoughts on AVA. AVA. It seems like a solid business that has had an incredible run this year, but recently been sold off for some unclear reason. Thanks. Okay. AVA. Right. I've never heard of this one. Either. There's been a few so stocks I haven't heard of. Have a look. So Ava, that's not on Ava. The list. No, well, you've got it there. It looks just tragic. Uh, I've actually, I even had to check the data just to make sure that I wasn't looking at something that was it's very awry. strange, isn't it? Yeah, you can see there. Um, in February, it actually fell away, but then traded up strongly. So someone was playing with this in a serious way, mm. and then. It, and I would have thought that the, that the um, regulators would be checking to see what the hell was going on with this one. But you can see the price of the share went all the way back up towards its all-time high, and then it just plummeted. So there's a specific pattern that ended up unfolding there. There's a classic pattern in Module 5, we talk about this, and it actually fell away. But that, in theory, mm, uh, means that it may have finished its bottom based on the Calxor could be pretty close to it in that, at that low. So... No, there's always a risk that it could go to around $24, $25 based on analysis that, um, that we do. However, at the moment, it's moving back up again in the it's short term. It's moving back up again at the moment, yeah. so stay it, with it. If it traded below sort of mm -hmm. around $36, I'd be starting to be a bit concerned. And you just want to make sure you have some really good rules on this mm -hmm. stock. Yep, set a stop loss underneath it, but stay yep. with it while it's moving on. Um, but let's move on. Last week, we, or last week, or last year, we asked you to tell us to kick the year off. We have a question for you um, to get your answer. So we gave you a question last year. Um, and what we well, we gave you a few questions, sorry, last year. No, actually, year. in the last show, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we ended up giving them one, did we? We didn't. I can't remember. That was a, I'm an old guy. That was a long time ago. Yeah. I can't remember but, what my name is. But we is. actually do want to know something. Okay, we do. This time. So oh, we do. 
So we actually want to know your opinion. What okay. do you believe is the biggest risk for investors in 2021? Good question. Yeah. I like that question. Are you going to tell them what you think? No. You wait till uh, next week? Yeah, I know. I want to hear some expert opinions. Okay. Because so, so these Dale, guys are all smart. So Dale's going to... So just yeah. get typing. I really want you guys to type something in there and... Um, so what's the greatest risk in 2021? Put it up on YouTube and tell us what you think the greatest risk is in 2021. Mm. Um, is it is the greatest risk something to do with you? Not losing my hair anymore, no. Because I looked up at his um, little bit of fluff up the top there and I think that's why he's... It's a... <laughs> <sighs> now, okay, we want to hear from you is the bottom line. Unfortunately, we've come to the end of tonight's show and it seems like we're just getting wound up. And you tried to wind me up, didn't you? Well, you were tonight. winding me up, so hey, fair's right. fair. And you've enjoyed the show tonight. We hope you've enjoyed it. And we look forward to bringing you a lot more great content this year. We also hope you enjoyed um, your break um, over the festive season, if you've managed to get one. Um, we look forward to your feedback and we, we want to share more thoughts. So if you have thoughts and you want to type them into an email, make sure you get those off to us as soon as you can. Mm. Thank you for participating and congratulations to those who've already written their goals for 2021 and beyond. We hope that you've incorporated this um, into your whole thought processes and, and want to get a good education as part of your goals in the market. Now, remember, if you need any support and you have questions about our courses, don't let those questions go unanswered because this is the start of the year. Don't get to April or May and think, oh, geez, I should have sent an email in and asked this question. Get it Right now, start typing and send us an email to ask a question about one of our courses. And the number you can call if you don't want to email, you can call 1300 858 272. But I think if you called at this time of night, it might go to recorded message because Dale probably mm. wants to go to bed. You might get a grumpy so. person like me. <laughs> <laughs> so we might not answer it. So email us at infowealthwithin.com.au. Also, remember to hit the subscribe button right now and like the video or Janine will get angry and I'm sure she will. Um, also, remember to share the video of tonight's show We're on your social media with your friends and colleagues to help them get informed. You know, that's the best thing you can do is help them. Because remember, as participation grows, we can deliver you more interesting and informing topics and do a lot more for you. So also be sure to put this show into your calendar as we'll be right back here on YouTube Live every Tuesday 7 to 8 p.m. and shoot your emails through with all your questions through to info at wealthwithin.com.au. And I want a video for next week. Look, so. somebody promised me one for tonight, but he, I think he was a bit worried because he's already um, done our course. And Is so it? he was a bit worried it might be too detailed would get a question. mobbed because he's so good looking. <laughs> yeah. Mm. If you would like to have your questions answered on the show, either send your question in an email to info at wealthwithin.com.au and type Wealth Within Live in the subject line. Now, you must do this before 3 p.m. on Tuesdays to get into that night's show. If you've got a topic that you'd like us to discuss, remember, for this year, get get your eyes in, ideas in and put them on an email. And we're really looking forward to sharing some great topics with you this year and we want it to be your show. So make sure you let us know what's important to cool. you. As always, thank you for joining us and we hope you have a safe and happy holiday season and you're looking forward to a fantastic 2021 now. We look forward to you joining us again next week. But for now, goodbye, good luck and good trading. Good night, everyone. And by the I, way, yes. I don't get angry, I just get passionate. <laughs> Passionate, okay. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.